Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Work in Progress podcast. We have another special guest here today. His name is Patrick. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. And, of course, we've got our co-host, Alan. Who's that? I don't (laughs) (laughs) And today's episode is going to be pretty cool because Patrick also comes from a non-traditional background. And we're just going to kind of talk about his experiences thus far and uh, where that's kind of led him and what he thinks about the industry as a whole. Hate it. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. This is awesome. Um, again, thank you guys so much for, for having me. Uh, this is super cool. Uh, to kind of be on the other end of, of a podcast. I'm usually the one conducting some interviews in my own podcast. Uh, so this is super unique. And then thank you guys again for, for having me. This is, this is super sick. Nice, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for giving us some time to, to snag you from, from work things. Yeah. What's your uh, podcast? Right? <laughs> uh, what's your podcast real quick? We'll, we'll pl- give it a plug. Sweet. Uh, it's called the Learn Stuff Podcast. Uh, basically, the synopsis is just to help people understand and learn what they may be interested in. Um, I gather guests from different various backgrounds from from software engineering to dancers to to psychologists to um, anyone that I can kind of just bring on. Um, and it's more of just a concept of just helping others know that even if they don't exactly know what they want to do, no matter how old they are or how young they are, that there's always time to learn something. So yeah. Wow. That is nice. so cool. That is so cool. We are definitely going to leave a link to that in the description below. So uh, for all you guys listening, if you are interested, if that sounds cool, if you like Patrick, go check that stuff out. Go check out the hey. Learn Stuff podcast. Yeah, please like me. <laughs> <laughs> I want your validation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so you mentioned uh, a little bit about uh, dancing. You know, you mentioned that as like things you want yeah. to learn. Uh, we we know just because we talked a bit ago uh, that you've got a pretty big element of your background in dance. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So right now, I I'm currently 28 years old, and I have been dancing since I was, uh, I would say 14 years old. So yeah, 14 years of dance. Um, professionally. Probably I've been dancing for like six, seven years, um, but it really just all started um, through through YouTube. Um, if nice. you ask most dancers, yeah, if you ask most dancers of how they got to learn some stuff, it's either through YouTube or just some sort of like mimicking of like music videos and stuff like that. So that's how I got into it. Um, kind of fast forward into my dance career, I had the opportunity to direct a dance team called Epiphany. Uh, they are a group of kids that uh are like second family to me um i directed them for about two about two three years um i originally was part of it when it first started so it's just super unique to kind of just kind of grow from being a beginner in that team to leading that team of like 20 to 30 dancers um yeah it's it's super sick it's super awesome that is so cool (laughs) right right how how'd you go from dancing to software right I, honestly so I, I, with most i guess i don't know if it's like just 
Asian culture or Filipino culture, but uh, my parents always wanted me to just go to school for the sake of just learning something. Um, and after high school, I just didn't exactly know what to do. And I felt like some sort of pressure of just needing to find something that I was interested in. Um, so like any other like teenage dude, just like on the computer, just playing video games and whatnot. I just was like, okay, I'm always in the computer. What can I do with this? So I ended up enrolling myself in a, um, I guess it's like a trades school that um, I learned uh, computer networking. And gosh, I hated it. I literally, <laughs> after, after two years of, of that schooling um, and, and going into a career that I was, yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah. And so I had to kind of take a step back and, and tell myself, I'm like, okay, I like computers, but I don't like computer networking, like the whole dealing with routers and switches yeah. and just all that stuff. It wasn't, wasn't my thing. So, um, I kind of had to, uh, step away from that. I mean, it was like a blessing in disguise. The, the company that I worked for at the time, uh, um, I was actually like looking for a, another job while I was at that job and, lo and behold they're like okay we have to lay off a bunch of people um so i'm like okay cool i don't have to yeah exactly i don't have to be the one approaching you guys you guys just tell me you gotta leave um but yeah and then transitioned that into kind of just trying to find something to do um and all this time i was still dancing i was still um being part of teams i was still traveling uh, when we could travel um uh back into portland to to la um, for those that are listening, I'm from Vancouver, Canada. So just to be able to kind of leave the country and just chill and travel with the team is, is super awesome. Um, but yeah, and then it went into working at Best Buy for a bit and then just telling myself that I gotta, I know I can do more. Yeah. I think that was the thing that always was in the back of my mind, um, regardless if it's related to dance or career or um, software engineering or yeah. anything in general, just knowing that you can always do more. And it always led back to something with computers. And then I just found this like web development program at a boot camp, and like the rest is history. It was just like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. I, is there like during that entire journey of yours, was there ever a point where you were thinking like, because you, you said you were dancing during that whole time. Was there ever a point where you were like, maybe I should stop dancing so I can focus on other things? Oh, 100%. I, it, especially um, at the company that I worked for before, my schedule was 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, but my rehearsal, my dance rehearsals, would be about 5 or 6 p.m. to about 1 a.m. Oh, and, my oh. God. Oh, yeah. So it, it was one of those things where I'm like, do I stop dancing and and continue to work at a job that I don't like? Yeah. Or do I keep doing this so that I don't go insane mentally? Yeah. Um, uh, granted that the rehearsals weren't every day, but it still took a toll on me. Like, you know, you come home at like one thirty at night and then you have to wake up at like 5, 5.30 just to drive back to work. And um, it was tough, but I think because of the fact that I said to myself, I absolutely love dancing and I absolutely do not like this job. Yeah. It kind of made that a little bit easier. It probably would have been <laughs> different if I enjoyed my job too. Then, then I would have to, to 
to kind of step away from dance, which is yeah. something that I'm actually doing right now in my current job. You know, I've, I'm not dancing as much as I'd like to, but mm-hmm. that's because I actually enjoy doing what I'm doing um, in my day job. Wow. Dude, that is so fascinating. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I think like I, I feel like I hear a lot of people who have to kind of make that really tough decision. You know, that's why I mm-hmm. asked. It's I think like there, there's a lot of people who are like, I, I know what I enjoy doing right now. And to to go and do what you did. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about like your actual experience within the boot camp itself, because I think a lot of people um, just want to get an idea of what other schools have been like, you know. But yeah, uh, it's but yeah, there's like a lot of people who who they they sort of put their life on hold, you know, and a lot of the elements of that that are important to them to go and do this. And it's kind of cool to see you, you know, you stuck with it. Yeah, it was it was a journey for sure. Um, and I think that, again, it's it's just super important to know what you really love to do. Um, I mean, regardless of how tough a situation may be if you are really passionate about doing what you're doing, then you'll find a way, right? Mm -hmm. You'll always find a way. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so cool, man. Thank you. Can I ask you how, how did you go about finding a boot camp? Like, did you just pick the first one that you stumbled upon or did you go out and actually compare different ones? Yeah, uh, I mean, shouts out to BrainStation's uh, search engine optimization because uh, that was just the first <laughs> thing that came up on Google, and it was I was just like, cool, I've heard of this BrainStation. Let's just t- like type in web development Vancouver, and then that was the first thing that popped into my into the feed, and I was like, okay. But prior to enrolling myself, because I, I did two, um, I did a part time course of web development, and then a, the actual full time program. The reason why I did part-time first was because I didn't want to make the same mistake that I did with my two-year computer networking degree of just like, okay, this is a lot of money. I'm investing a lot of, yeah, not only money, but time. I want to make sure that this is actually for me. So I actually had to test out the waters a little bit uh, and and enroll myself in the the part-time course. And yeah, I just fell in love with, with how things were structured. I fell in love with um, with just how things were being taught and mm-hmm. just the overall culture of that, um, of that school. So I was like, okay, once I'm done this part-time course, I'm going to enroll in myself into the, into the full-time program. But yeah, there's it, it, it literally just a Google search. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Whoever was in charge of that, like kudos to you guys. Cause yeah. you got me. <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, sometimes it's like, uh, you, you throw that into Google and then for the next month or six months of your life the only kinds of ads you see are like these coding boot camp schools (laughs) yep 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 exactly yeah nice man so tell us a little bit more about the actual program and what it was like going through it uh i mean aside from me crying almost every day of just how (laughs) hard it was um it was it was fun um we learned um like the basics of HTML, CSS, and then took a deep dive into to vanilla JavaScript and then learning React. Um, it, it was just basically a very structured um, program where like what I'm doing at work right now in terms of sprint iterations and, and standups and stuff, they mimic that same thing into the school. Nice. So for, for me to be working at the company that I'm working right now, it was... Um, 
it was kind of like a seamless transition of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I know what a, I know what stand up is. I know what you need to do and talk about. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it was it was fun, but it was difficult, but it was also rewarding. Mm. I remember it's a 12 week program. So the first two weeks was kind of like online and just kind of just getting a taste of what is to come. And then the rest of the 10 weeks was um, at school, um, like 830 to 430. And oh. yeah, so wow. it was it was it was full time, full time. Yeah. So, but it was also interesting because each like every day we would learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on Mondays, we would start on a particular quote unquote feature that we want to build out. And then by Friday, we have to deliver that feature. So each week was like a different sprint. Um, And everything was just fast paced. But the difficult part too was you'd want to finish the sprint, but you can't because you haven't learned the topic yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. And I can imagine as the week gets crazier too, it it sort of becomes really hard to, to manage all of that, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Like sometimes I'll be looking at what is expected in this particular feature. And I'm like, we never talked about this yet, but it's like, oh, it'll, we'll talk about it on Thursday. I'm like, so you're telling me I have like a day to try and implement something. And yeah, it was, they, they really um, put so much pressure, but I'm also very glad that I am used to that because I don't know any sort of pressure that I feel from, from my day job. It's like, okay, it's stressful, but it's like nothing that I haven't experienced before. Right. It's like, this is, this is a familiar feeling. Right. Is any part of that, that course uh, revolve around working with other uh, up and coming engineers or was it all individual work? Uh, A bit of both. Like, so for my cohort there was actually just like only 10 people and they all came from various different backgrounds um i think one of them had like an english major and just decided to delve into dive into the tech world um and there's some people out there that have already learned other uh programming languages they just needed the certificate or like the diploma to kind of put on their resume so most of it was um personal work but there was like one project that we did that we had to um, do some teamwork stuff, but that was because they wanted us to learn how GitHub works. And in terms of like reviewing P- uh, like reviewing PRs and doing pull requests and reviewing code changes and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was very unique and um, an experience for sure. But again, yeah. I'm glad that I went through that because now uh, merge conflicts don't scare me as much. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. There's always like that one part where uh, when students are first starting to work with Git, somebody just gets frustrated and it's like, screw it, I'm going to email it to you. I'm going to email yeah. you my changes. You just make it happen. Or Slack, <laughs> I'll Slack you my changes, I guess. Maybe I'm a little exactly. old school at this point. But <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or let me just borrow your laptop and let me type it for you. Just, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till you funny. figure out you can force push. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just screw over everybody else. <laughs> That's actually happened before in one not in my group, but like in another group where it's like, who who did this? Like who what is this force force push? And it's like, <laughs> ah, 
glad that didn't happen in my group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. So you went through this whole grueling program. 12 weeks is really short. And oh, yeah. uh, that's like, what, two and a half months? Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. So how was the how did you land your job like after after basically two and a half months of uh of learning yeah it was so the the program started in january and we we ended in march and i think for just because i got hired in june so three months after i got i graduated um it was just like applying anywhere and everywhere that i can um but it was very cool because one of my um not students uh oh what is this word classmate um she down this is gonna be sound so weird but she downloaded an app that think of it like tinder but for work oh so if you match with someone (laughs) that is hiring that is looking for what you're looking for yeah you get like set up it's like oh cool like you've matched with this person because Mm -hmm. they're looking for a software engineer so yeah, my classmate matched with one of um, now my coworkers and was asking like if she, uh, she'd be interested in the job. But during that time, she already had an offer. So she referred me and another classmate of mine who is now also my coworker um, and was like, hey, do you guys want to follow up with this person? I'm like, heck yeah. So we ended up just like <laughs> um, exchanging information and then my manager now emailed me at the time of like setting up phone interviews. So it was very, um, very uh, fortunate to, to kind of be in that position. Cause we were literally just like looking for jobs and we would always organize and set up a time. Like, okay, we're, we're done brain station. We've graduated from the boot camp, mm-hmm. but we've got to make sure that our skills are still up to date. So we would already like have a schedule of like meeting once or twice a week. And it was just, yeah. So it was just super cool to, on that day that we, we planned to meet up is when she introduced us to uh, my coworker and then everything kind of just fell through and it was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty fortunate. I like in general, uh, networking is just, that's the power of networking folks make friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Networking is huge. And and for someone that has a bit of an outgoing background, like that's all I want to do is just build as many connections mm. as I can as possible. Not for the sake of like getting anything in return, but more so it's just like, I genuinely care about what you guys are into. Um, but I mean, the perk of it is like, yeah, Hey, I know so-and-so like maybe I can do a little introduction, uh, introduction. So yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so cool, dude. Like I, uh, uh, like I, I'm working with a lot of students uh, these days as well, and so like I think it's it's just really cool hearing the various kinds of backgrounds people have and mm-hmm. various little experiences that they they have going through, you know, uh, modern alternative education. So really cool. Yeah. yeah what do you think was the uh, the hardest part of the I guess the whole job application and interviewing process? I think the hardest part was waiting (laughs) um you you submit an application and it's just kind of like you're sending it to a dark abyss you get it auto you get an auto generated email saying thanks for your application we'll see you maybe never you know (laughs) like um i think that was the difficult part was just kind of learning how to be patient with things um and and 
learning how to accept rejection. I think mm. that was very difficult. Um, for me, I am very much like, like I, I, I love feedback. I want feedback. So when I don't get it, it's like, how <laughs> can I improve? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, why? Uh, you know, like, is it me or is it you? Like, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I think that was the most difficult part is just to, to learn how to be patient and to accept rejection, I think was the most difficult time or difficult part in, in job, the job process. Um, interviewing itself, uh, the phone interviews are, are, are pretty, I mean, for me, self-explanatory. Um, they just want to get a sense of if you're a decent human being. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you're not a right. robot. That's important. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but then I always just kind of choke up when it comes to technical interviews or like whiteboard stuff. It's like, it's yeah. so, it's so degrading when you're in there and they ask you like the simplest thing and you're just like, I saw this half an hour ago and I don't remember what you're talking about. But then like after the interview, like, yep, nope, I could have answered that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was the tough part for sure. It's anxiety happens, still happens to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how experienced you get, you, uh, you, you still get that little uh, moment of fear you, that chokes you up. You know, you're just like, <laughs> right. And, and something uh-huh. I want to, I want to, add in there before we move on but um the the idea that you may not hear from a company is actually pretty common mm-hmm. like I, I can't tell you how many times i've i've sent out resumes just just to see uh you know who's hiring and such and i never hear from some of them ever yeah and th- there are other times where i might hear from them a year later saying oh we're, we're <laughs> yeah. ready to interview you now i'm like wait what <laughs> Hey, we've we've seen your re- we've uh, got your resume from uh from two thousand and five, uh, and <laughs> you know we're just wondering if you're available right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so you know if if you don't if you don't hear from companies, don't get discouraged. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but it it's it's kind of a norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it is as uh, as disappointing as it is. Um, it's one of those things that just happens a lot. And so try not to take it too personally. Um, it's, it's not you. It honestly, it sort of speaks to just that kind of company and the level of just process that they might have in place, you know, to, to make sure everyone gets responses. And it also makes it so that when you do get that response, even if it's a rejection, you sort of know that, Hey, those, those, those people, it makes you appreciate it all that much more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that I had learned too, is in addition to the difficulty of, of, of accepting rejection, I had to kind of flip my brain and tell, and tell myself like, at least they're responding. You yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> cool. man. So I, I kind of want to ask you, you know, you went through all of that. I'm sure you had your own thoughts and perceptions of what this was going to be like before you actually started working and now that you've been in it about a year a year and a half or so like uh you know what are your thoughts now on software engineering uh it is honestly super fun i before going into it i was always wondering like how can someone love code because i i when i first when i was in the computer networking course there was a bit of like coding um per se and I just didn't like it at all. 
<laughs> and I was like, I can't, this is something that I'll never do. Like, I don't want to do this ever. Yeah. But now like being in the career, it's like, oh, this is super cool. And, and it kind of brings out your, I did not know that you could be so creative. And I think that was the cool part of just kind of getting some request and, and at, or like, you know, whatever product team, customer success, whoever asks for something and you have the ability to build it out how you want to build it out mm-hmm. um having that kind of freedom per se and flexibility was something that i did not know existed i thought there was like you know the holy grail of like you must write stuff like this all right. the time for it mm-hmm. to like build out this particular feature but just kind of you know doing code reviews and in writing code myself yeah. it's just and and numerous pair programming is is something that i'm super uh, excited about all the time because yeah. i get to learn more Right. And it, that's something that I did not know going into this career. Like I knew that you had to learn various technologies depending on what the company is using. But the level of like freedom, the the level of kind of flexibility and the level of creativity was something that kind of blew my mind. And it makes me much more excited to kind of just keep coding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so so, Patrick, I know you mentioned that you as part of bootcamp, you learned uh, React and JavaScript. Are you still using that in your current job? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I, it's it's so funny because um, I learned JavaScript. Like, we didn't even start learning it till like, towards, I would say, week six or week seven of the bootcamp program. So in a nutshell, I think I've only learned and used JavaScript for about collectively, like, two months and nice. the rest is like functional programming. Like I, I didn't know how I got this job because it's like, yeah, you need like Elixir experience. I'm like, what is that? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, how can I get this job if I don't know what I'm, I'm like coding or programming. But one thing that my teacher has taught me and something that will forever stick in my head throughout this career is you will learn, if you learn one language and you actually fully understand it, it, will make it that much easier to pick up a different language and I kind of took that to heart because as I was learning Elixir as I was learning Elm and just so many other languages that are in the tech stack that we use at the company it it was difficult to to understand but I felt like I picked things up quicker than I did when I was learning JavaScript for the first time yeah yeah that 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 tends that tends to be a lot of people's experience you know where it's like yeah. once you've learned one of them, it gets easier to learn the next and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really well, builds out your, um, this thing called like, uh, like learning how to learn, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. That is a really big thing. I think like a lot of people don't, don't emphasize that or they don't realize that that is the emphasis of a lot of these educational or alternative education uh, mm-hmm. routes like yeah you know they can't really teach you everything everything that's just impossible like they could start today and by next week there might be a brand new one depending on what you know aspirational google engineer is out there who needs a a new javascript framework before you can get promoted like yeah (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna equate learning different programming languages to learning different spoken languages right there's a lot of very similar ideas out there that can be applied across different languages. It's just different syntax and all exactly. that. Exactly. 
exactly exactly and and kind of just like um with the whole like learning how to learn um it's just one of those things where i mean we live in a like technological world where things are changing and things are always going to be changing um and i think so long as we like are able to adapt to those things right whether it's yeah like learning a not only a coding language but a spoken language just like learning how to adapt um is is i think is is super important that has helped me kind of transition from from boot camp mind to like a, a real job right yeah that's awesome yeah i think like uh it where did you get that where did you sort of like realize that hey if i focus on a lot of this flexibility like that's really what's gonna gonna be beneficial for me i think it's it's the i i honestly don't know where it came from but i feel like ever since i was young i'd always want to you know do as many things as i can um yeah. and, and growing up like i read a lot of self-help books i don't know why but i'm always so drawn to it like uh this book that i just read called atomic habits by J uh, james clear if you guys haven't read that like like it's just like one of those things where at the the older i get the more i i learn these things and the more that i want to try them out for my own life and yeah. it just makes me happier right so yeah it's like one of those things where it's like if it makes you happy why not keep doing it so, i love that perspective yeah. i love that perspective great book by the way uh i'm i'm struggling a little bit with building those atomic habits but um it's a really good book uh to help you kind of uh set yourself up for success like that yeah and you mentioned the word struggle i think to me that's a positive because that just shows that you're actually continuing to put in the effort to being a better version of yourself right nice. i think that i've just been so i've been surrounded in the past by people that have given up that mm -hmm. have like you know like oh i can't do this it's like oh why it's like oh it's because it's too hard or i was struggling but i think for me i don't know if like i'm just wired in the brain differently but to me that's like oh that's just a challenge that i'm willing to to kind of take on yeah um, and if i don't succeed then at least i know that i've tried and if i do then that's just something that i can put in my tool belt right yeah yeah that's such an right. awesome perspective i i know i've said it a, a lot but like yeah. i think it's just it's such a uh it's so refreshing i don't know every time i hear it you know i'm i'm like drawn to that i'm drawn to people who kind of have that perspective so i i just think that's the coolest thing man thank you thank you how'd you choose me as a co-host then <laughs> 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 no, that that is a good, a good perspective to have. Uh, I I tend to be on the more pessimistic side of things. Um, <laughs> that that is the only reason to make that comment. But uh, <laughs> you know what? You've been through quite the journey. You know, you've not stuck with the language that you you started learning in. Yeah. Like let's let's talk about you know what what's one thing that you do struggle with you know jumping into this career uh especially now on the job that you know you're, you're... i think yeah i think it just like is is learning about the product um some products mm. can be just very complicated to understand some of which you may need like a separate background right like it's like one of those yeah. things where let's say for example you're, you're developing an app you're using a particular um, tech stack and you're comfortable with it but let's say it's um 
I don't know. It, it's pertaining to something that you've never even heard of. Um, let's say if I wasn't, if I wasn't a dancer, right? And it's like, oh, the the thing is about like music and, and and dancing. I'd be like, I don't know enough to feel like I can put in my hundred percent. Yeah. And so I think mm-hmm. that was the difficult part trying to understand is like, I know, like I've already accepted that the language itself and the tech stack is something that is an ongoing thing that I will continue to learn. Um, but sometimes the product itself can be difficult to kind of either a keep you motivated in in developing those those features, um, but also b um, to kind of just get a full understanding of the product. Because obviously, with as features gets built, the product grows. Mm-hmm. And I think my fear of of not keeping up, um, it, like, kind of worries me. It's like, holy crap! I know I've built that out like a year ago yeah but like it's just now it's just like a giant ball of like product yeah <laughs> so, right that's and, a nice way of I'm, putting it yeah i'm i'm gonna top it i'm i'm going to tie this back to learning how to learn because mm. the product's constantly changing the the tech technical tools you're using is constantly changing and mm. going back to what you said about learning to learn i think mm. that's the most important aspect in all of this yeah right yeah yeah, and I think that's what's keeping me sane is like going back to that. That's a really great point that you, that you uh, kind of pointed out is just being able to tell yourself like, okay, this is very difficult, but I have learned enough to learn how to learn. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And, and, and <laughs> going back to what we were all talking about, like adapting to change is just like there is there is a way. And if you're really passionate about what you're doing, like you'll you'll find that way, right? Yeah. yeah. So in, in kind of that vein, as you look towards, you know, the future and whatever else it is that you want to go on and do, are there, are there things, certain things that stand out to you as like, I don't even know where I'm going to begin to learn about that? Uh, it hasn't crossed my mind yet. I think what I'm, what I've been focusing on is just kind of what I can personally do right at this moment to not only help the company, but to help myself be a better developer. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like learning new things that'll come and go. Um, it's just more of just trying to have that positive mindset, right. Going yeah. into things. And yeah, I mean, if we're talking about like short-term or even long-term goals, um, and this is why, uh, Alan has been such a huge mentor to me is because he has allowed me to to be a better leader for for the company that I work at right now and kind of just have those opportunities. So, so yeah, uh, th- thank you, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so disclaimer: I I was a co worker to Patrick at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's a good disclaimer. No, he's just been a mentor. I've never worked with yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awesome, man. Well, I know you got uh, places to be, so uh, we'll call it there. Thank you so much, Patrick, for just sharing a lot of your experiences and insights. Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of people uh, would benefit from sort of hearing your story, you know? And so we thank you so much for being willing to share it. 
Now, again, uh, as I said in the beginning, thank you guys for for giving me the opportunity to to share on this amazing platform. Uh, you guys are absolutely killing it uh, with with releasing episodes left and right, and it's just super <laughs> exciting to kind of just hear you guys talk about something that I wish I had when I was starting up the career, even though it's only been like two years. I, I think it's just super helpful to kind of understand that. Because sometimes in the in, when I was in the boot camp, like some some of the feelings that I'm feeling, I'm like, is this normal for this career? And you guys have definitely answered those questions. So you guys are doing an amazing job, and this is definitely going to be super beneficial for for anyone that is that is interested in this career or is still early on in their career. So yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, I, that's thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for I appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, you know, we're trying our, I mean, we're trying our best. Like we can we can only share the experiences that we have and if it's coming across useful to people, that's that's amazing, right? Um mm -hmm. so yeah, everybody, this was Patrick Isaac. Uh he's got his own podcast, The Learn Stuff Podcast. We'll make sure we link that down below. Uh you got a Twitter or something that people can follow you at, Patrick? Yeah, uh Twitter and Instagram would just be uh, underscore Patrick Isaac, and uh, you guys can follow me there. And uh, looking forward to chatting with y'all. Awesome, awesome. Make sure to check him out. He's an awesome dude. We talked a little bit more even before the episode, and yeah, he has way more to share than just what we covered today. Uh, thank you all for listening. That's our episode for the week. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Drop some comments. Drop some uh, reviews for us on whichever platform you're listening. Thank you all. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Tip your weight staff, even though you shouldn't be at restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, episodes are released weekly, so be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also reach us on Twitter at underscore whip podcast. Come say hello and tell us what's on your mind. Until next time, remember, we're all a work in progress. <laughs>